So it picks up in verse 14, for this reason, and this is actually, he's kind of like segued. Sometimes I tell the youth at times, like, I get these brain farts. I don't, oh, man, Pastor, I don't know if I'm still allowed to say that. I'm the youth guy, so give me a break. Hey, um, but like that right there, like sometimes I'm on a train of thought, and then something, like something happens, or I see something, or something, whatever, it, it's like, boom, like I lose train of thought. And that's kind of what happens here. He's saying, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. And then he kind of, he loses his train of thought, but he picks it back up in verse 14. He says this, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. See, Paul teaches as we continue to come to God, we are to come in all gratitude, knowing we are desperate for him, yet confident because of our position in Christ. We have to see, like, I love this, this, this idea that he has. Man, for this reason, I bow my knees. Like that, he's praying and on his knees. And this wasn't um, in this age uh, common among Jews. Typically, prayer was done standing. But whenever we see in the Bible, whenever we see someone praying and they get on their knees, it's showing this deep humility, this, this deep emotion towards God. It's this aspect where it's, God, I have nothing. And Paul's not saying this is like the only way to pray, but he's showing, man, look, guys, what do we have before God? But it's, it's, in, it's in that posture that, that we're humbled before him. Because we look back at chapters one and two, and, and we see this amazing grace that he has shown us, that there is no other, uh, literally no other aspect that we can give because he has called us to him. He calls us, and not just calls us, but he adopts us, and he redeems us, and he forgives us. He's saying, I'm bringing you into my family, my home. Everything you have, no. I'm giving you a new name. I'm giving you my name. I'm, I'm giving you my place the wealth that I have. See, Christ died on our behalf and the spirit has sealed that. I love how, how the, first two, the two first chapters recognize that more and more. And, and God brought us from, from death to life, raised us with Christ. And that's why he says, for this reason I kneel. See, prayer is not striking a, a, a pinata or asking God for, for, for goodies. It's beginning and ends with worship. Worship is not just when, when we play music. Worship is, is, is prayer. It's done through music. It's done through teaching. It's fixing our eyes, our mind, our heart to God and giving him the glory. But it's in that humility we also pray for in desperation. Kneeling is a sign of desperation. When we realize that we are approaching the only one who can act on our behalf, it gives us a proper sense of helplessness. Why would Paul be so passionate and desperate here? I think it, it points to, man, he's looking because we need that true power. 
See, Paul prays and that God grants them the strength. And he knows God's power is a gift that we need. And that, that's something I, I just wonder. How many times do we ask for that strength? How much do we ask for, for his power? Do we come in to God in, in desperation? I mean, we, we all know him as Lord and Savior, but, but how many times do we just remember he has saved us? And without him, we are nothing. But, but even in that humility and, and that desperation, we have that confidence, and this is what I love, because of Christ and our position in Christ. Ephesians 2.18 says, basically, Paul, we've been reconciled because of the work of Jesus, and in our union with him, we have access to God. Saying, man, because of Jesus, we can go to the Father now. In 3.12, Paul says that we have the boldness and confidence through our faith in him. We can approach our Father who loves us. We, we see in Ephesians 3.15, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Oh, man, I could barely remember half of the names of our church. Probably even less than that. I mean, even family members on my dad's side, I have so many cousins, I can't remember. <laughs> it's this aspect, man, the, the sovereignty of God for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Just imagine how big God is. I can't even think that big. My brain can't even, we can't even think, fathom how big God is. But I love how he talks about this because, see, Paul shows uh, as we get into verse 16, our father is rich and powerful and his riches never run out. And he says we are to bring our request with confidence. Verse 16, that according to his riches and of his glory, he may grant you with the strength, with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Paul continually is praying for God to empower his believers and grant them with greater knowledge of his extraordinary love for them to display how wonderful God is. I love this aspect because it just helps me understand more of Jesus, more of the Spirit, more of God. And see, Paul prays for believers to understand, to be strengthened with power through the Spirit and filled with the fullness of God. Paul is praying for the fullness of, of God's power and love here. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you with strength, with the power through his Spirit in your inner bearing. Who has that power? Like this is one of those things that I learned. You, you, you see something that is continually put more and more times that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened through, uh, with power through his spirit in your inner bearing. Three times it mentions him. 
he may grant, the word grant in Greek, dedome, means gives and supplies. He's the one that, that gives us this power to strengthen us. And this is where we need our strength in our inner being. See, it all goes back to our heart. All of our words, all of our actions, all of our, our, our thoughts show our desires, show our heart. This is how we fight sin, though, and we proclaim the gospel with courage and, and love others the way Christ does. It's the spirit working in us more and more. There's these guys called the skit guys, and I, and I love watching their videos on YouTube. It's, I think, a junior high and a, a high school pastor at a church. And they have this, this video called God's Chisel. And, uh, and how many of you guys have seen or, or, or seen a picture of uh, the statue of David? it's this like thing of marvel and it's just this like amazing guy that I look nothing like, like eight pack abs, like just ripped out of, of, of marble, literally. And it's amazing because when you look at it, you see that this, this special statue that is smooth and there's no blemishes. But for that to be made, there was originally just this huge piece of marble. And someone's had to come with a chisel and a hammer and tink, 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 just take off chips and chips. It's that aspect where we're actually asking God, help me be more in the image that you desire me to be. And, and, and I feel like we pray that. I pray that a lot too. And, and there's times where he's like, tink, 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 tink. And then like, I see like him, him basically like angling it a little deeper. And I'm like, oh, that's a big chunk, God. Like, I don't know if I really want you to take that much right now. And it goes back to that aspect of, do you trust me? Do you want me to strengthen you? Do you want to know more of who I am? And I just love it how he talks about this. And, and then he goes on and says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, rooted, the Greek root, to, to be rendered firm. I mean, this stage is... is is firm. I am standing on it. I am a big boy standing on this stage, and it has not fallen. And it talks about being uh, uh, grounded, established, being rendered firm, established in what? In love, in communion with Jesus, with Christ. And I love how he's using these words, rooted and grounded. Recently, uh, me and my roommates, Tim and Brad, just moved into like this little apartment. And, and I love it because I, I live closer to here and we could have people over. But, but it was interesting. The first day I walked into there, literally like there was nothing there. And for the first like week and a half, literally it was just like our rooms were done. No, no couches, no refrigerator, no coffee table, no nothing, no TV. Like it was stripped. Short, uh, what I'm talking about is short-term residency versus long-term residency. 
See, we can add things to it, but, but really we can't really change too much of the apartment. We can't be like, man, let's knock down this wall and extend this out. Man, we would be out of there in an instant. But see, at the same time, when I'm talking about that full, that long-term residency, that, that being rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in Christ, it's like buying this old house. I have a buddy who, who recently uh, bought a house. And, and every once in a while, they're, they're taking like one room and just transforming it. And I mean, sometimes it's literally taking out all the tile in the whole room. Bathroom, literally, the, the shower, all the tile in the, in, the, in the shower is coming out on the floor, on the countertop, all of it's coming out. The drawers, they're ripping them out. The paint, they're, they're taking it out. See, this is what he's talking about as we see more of who God is and we're empowered through him, knowing him and our lives are being transformed from the inside out. It's Jesus taking that long-term residency in our hearts. And what I love about that is that he's saying, man, those things that, that, that maybe, maybe you're like, you know, everyone, everyone sees, man, I, I see those things. And those things that, that you know, maybe, maybe it's only your close friends see, maybe your wife or, or your husband maybe your girlfriend, boyfriend, maybe your best friends, maybe a parent. No, I see those things. Or maybe those things we keep secret that like no one knows, that we pack down deep in our heart. God's saying, I see those things. And I just don't see them all. I want to change them. I want to transform them. I, I want to replace them like that house. I, the, those tiles, man, let's get rid of them. Let's put something new in. Let's put something amazing in. Let's put me in there. Being rooted and grounded in love. I love how he continues on in verse 18. May have the strength to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and strength and height and depth, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. We need to, to be strengthened by the Spirit's power to understand that we cannot, the, knowing the limits of God's love is, is just amazing. The ESV says this, the, about surpassing knowledge. To know what surpasses knowledge is the beautiful privilege of a Christian. Sometimes I, I'm literally just up in the youth room and and I turn my music up really loud, which is awesome. And, and like, I turn off all the lights and, I, and I'm just sitting there and I just say, God, just let me know more of your love. Let me know more of who you are. See, we need God's power to grasp his love for us. It's not like we don't know it. It's not like the church of Ephesians, they don't know it, but it's to know it more, to experience it more. To me, it's something that I pray for, for all of us. Not that just we know a lot of interesting facts about Jesus. But this transforms us from the inside out. That we're letting him take more chisels off of us. And as he's taking more chips away from us, we're going, God, you are so amazing. 
so grateful for you. I, I don't deserve this, but, but I just want to continually give you more. And see uh, how, we, how we know more of him is, is, man, we go to the Bible. I just love that aspect. And, and that's this, this area where I love living truth of how we focus so much on Scripture, knowing it, understanding it, treasuring it treasuring what the scriptures point to. See, Paul shows us what we need, and that's God's truth. He wants us not to just know it, but to experience it, to experience God's salvation, to experience his power, to experience his love, and not just knowing the right way to live. He wants us to, to walk in a way of living and showing his love. Know and experience this. In verse 17b, I love this. Know that you are secure in God's love. Verse 18, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and strength and height and depth. Know the limitless dimensions of his love. I love going to the beach. And to me, like when it's sun setting and you could just see endlessly, I mean, in literally like 180 degree. And I go, man, how beautiful is this? And like, I don't know if you're like me, but there's some times where I like try to like take as many, like blink as many times as I can. And it's like taking a picture in my mind. But it's like, man, how beautiful is this? Because every single second is something different. But just as everything is different, man, I look and I go, man, God, your love is beyond anything I could see here. But as we continue on, verse 19, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Know that this love surpasses knowledge. Like, like how beautiful is that? We get to this point where we go, man, I understand God. I understand your love. Christ, I understand more of who you are and what you have done. And then we study more scripture and we pray more and we talk in community more about this. And that line, that fence, gets literally like pushed a centimeter farther back. We go, man, God, you are so much better than I even thought before. Your love is so much greater and see, I love how he finishes that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Know God's love so that we are more like him. Up in the youth room, we, we have this like cylinder and, and, and we put water in it sometimes. And, and what I love is like a cylinder, like a cup. When you just keep pouring more water into it, what happens to that cup? It just overfills. And we did this one time up in the youth room and like things are falling out of it and water is like going all over the place. And I love our students because they're like, oh man, maybe we should get some paper towels. And I'm like, no, see this, understand this. Look at the water just pouring out more and more as we put more in, it flows out. And that's like his love. The more we see of him, the more we understand of him, the more we treasure him, this aspect where it's going to be overflowing in our lives, where people, the people you work with, your family members, your neighbors, the person you, you see down the street at Alberto's, I don't know who it is, but they go, why are you different? Man, I just dropped hot sauce on your, on your nice shoes that are all clean. 
why aren't you yelling? Those are Nikes. Those are $100. Like, what? Because you go, man, I'm not wrapped up in, in, in the clothes I wear. I'm not, my identity's not rooted in the car I drive or the words you call me. Man, I am grounded and rooted in love. I am grounded and rooted in Christ. See, Paul prays for, for God to empower his believers and grant them a greater knowledge of his extraordinary love for them to display how wonderful God is. And we pick it up in verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, Paul tells believers that we serve a God who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And I love how Paul breaks this down. It's literally Paul praying and praising God, and he kind of does it in this what, how, and why. In verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think. So I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I'm going to say something, and then I want you to say, but that's not all, okay? You guys cool doing this? All right, we're going to do it one, two, three, three times, okay? Here we go. So I'm going to say, God is able to do above. God is able to do above and beyond. God is able to do above and beyond all that we ask. God is able to do above and beyond all that we ask and think. Fathom that. Fathom that. God can do more in response to one prayer than we can do in a hundred years of planning and plotting. This is the sovereign God who, who literally, verse 15 says, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. The power that he has. And the Father, God the Father, I think he responds three ways. He's either going to say yes, no, or later. Yes. I spend a lot of time sometimes with uh, 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 people that are married because I hope to be married one day and have kids. And, and I want to see, man, how do you raise up children? How do you raise them to see and understand God's love more and more? And one of my buddies, he, he has a, a little four-year-old son. And I love watching him because, you know, like a good father, yes, no, or later. We were outside in the, in the driveway, and his son wanted to ride his bike. He came outside and said, man, Pops, can I ride my bike? And he doesn't use that word, but <laughs> paraphrasing. <laughs> but but he, uh, he gets on his little tricycle, and dad looks at him and goes, hey, you know what? We're out here. Yeah, let's, we'll put out cones, and you could ride out here. Yes. That same boy, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were uh, grilling some hamburgers and hot dogs, and uh, uh, my buddy's wife made some cookies. And like any young boy, he really wants those cookies. Now the father says, no. You eat those cookies, you're going to not want to eat a hot dog. God also responds, I believe, in, in later my buddy was telling me about the time where, where he was shaving and his son comes in and, and kind of tugs at him and, and, and points 
illustrating, man, dad, I, I want to be like you. I want to shave. <laughs> My buddy goes, later. Illustrating, man, son, it is not your time to shave yet. But it's this aspect that we can come to God knowing that he can do above and beyond all that we can ask or think. And, and that is the what. What he, what we can ask or think. And, and the reason how he does this, keep going on in verse 20, according to the power at work within us. How does God work beyond our imaginations? Paul says, according to the power at work within us. This is a spirit at work within us, changing us to be more in the image of God, like the statue I was talking about earlier. <laughs> it just hits me more and more. And, and the more I read scripture, the more I'm saying, God, just make me, make me in the image you want me to be. I'm far from perfect, and I'm going to screw up. Every time I, I, I say, make me in your image, and, and I say, oh, that's a big piece, God, help me trust you more. Help me know more about you, know of your love for me, know of your mercy and your grace towards me, so that I go, God, yes, do what you want. And I love this because we look at people in Scripture. God does extraordinary things things through, through people that we go, man, they're just ordinary. But as we understand what he does and how he does it, I love how he points to Paul saying, man, why he does this. In verse 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, as we begin to understand more of God and his love for us, we will begin to pursue him more and have our prayers look like this. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I remember listening to a podcast and someone, I forget who it was, but, but just said, man, you know some of the greatest prayers I've ever heard? Someone really just reciting scripture. I love how Paul says this, man, God, I just want to come humbly before you because I bring nothing, but, but because of Christ, man, I am reconciled to you. And I ask, Lord, empower these people, these Gentiles. I ask that you empower them to know more. And not just know more, but, but, but be empowered and to, to know, understand more of your love. And that as that changes us from the inside out, people just go, man, this God is amazing. And I love how he finishes it. For how long? Forever and ever. You know, I love working here at Living Truth. I hope they keep me around for a long time. These, these youth are, are very special. Their questions, their thoughts, nowhere near where I was. Hanging around with you guys, man. Hearing what's going on in your lives. Asking, man, how, how are you doing? Hearing real, real responses. Asking, man, why do you love Jesus? I'm nothing without him. Oh, come on. 
I just want to see more generations like that. Now there's going to be a day, though, that I'm not here, that none of us are. I pray that everyone that enters into this room, any day that they have or will, simply says this. Verse 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. Father, we just come before you now. Lord, I pray that, that we just seek to know you more. Lord, I pray for those who, who, who come wanting to desire more so, so that we, we're just transformed more. Lord, Lord, so many of us are at different stages of life and going through different circumstances. Lord, I, I pray that, that we continually meet you. And as you are meeting us exactly where we're at, Lord, we're understanding the riches of what you bring. And Lord, I pray that we just don't come to you for what we will receive, but Lord, we come to you because it is you. Lord, help us just understand you more. Help us know you more. Lord, I pray for the hearts of, for all of us, that the things that we're longing for, we find them in you. Comfort, peace, joy, happiness, Lord, love, value, worth. Lord, you displayed all those at the cross. Help us just know us more. Help us to see who you are. Knowing our identity is rooted in you. And, and Lord, as we understand our identity is you, Lord, we ask more and more for the strength and power and knowledge of seeing who we are in you because of you and only you. So Lord, be with us now. Help us to treasure you more and more as we find more joy in you and glorifying you always forever and ever. Amen.